That's not right with a special presentation. Um, hi everyone. <laughs> um, this is fucking weird. I'll say that much. Um, first of all, uh, there's probably a few, a lot of things I've got to say. Um, firstly, where well, I'm back, sort of. Um, uh, yeah, I know it's. Um, this is weird. I'm not at the studio. I'm I'm at home. Um, this is yeah, obviously the first time I've recorded anything in since. I mean, the last one I did was with my lad and um, Matt back in April. I think it was just as lockdowns hadn't started yet, but um, shit was starting to hit the fan. Um, I'm going to say I'm a lot because I'm actually really speechless. I was, for a long time during COVID, I thought I would be doing podcasts a lot more. There's definitely, there's been definitely a lot of stuff to talk about and I just haven't been able to. Uh, All right, hang on. Um, (laughs) I feel really weird. I feel really awkward because this is, yeah. First time I'm doing a podcast from in you know, over six months, and I'm not with any of the boys or girls or whoever I've usually been calling in. Um, yeah, I really thought I'd be doing a lot more podcasts, but I lost access to the studio basically because of podcast and because of restrictions. Uh, because of podcast, because of Corona, so I lost access to the studio. Essentially, I mean, I could go, but I wouldn't be able to take anyone with me. And yeah, there was no way known it was going to happen. So that sort of put a sour taste in my mouth. And I thought I'd be more likely to do some of these solo recordings. Uh, I've definitely had moments where I've wanted to. And I've ended up just, you know, tweeting a whole bunch of shit, sharing it on my social media, just venting to whoever I sort of would get a hold of at work or in the street, at the at the supermarket, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm actually not proud of that, but um, yeah, I've had a lot of pent up rage. Uh, anyone that knows me uh, would know I've gone through a bit of personal shit as well over the six mo- last six sort of six months. Look, the rea- the reality is is you know a lot of people have been citing you know boredom, mental health, all types of shit because they've been stuck at home. For six months, I've been yeah stuck at home, but the entire t- I haven't stopped working the entire time. Uh, my main source of income got chopped, but it kept afloat. One of the businesses I run, yeah, that took a big hit. It's directly affected by COVID, so I was out of pocket for that. And yeah, like an idiot, uh, what better time to start a new business? You know, when you've got no actual income. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's spending money because I don't have any. But yeah, idiot me did that. So I essentially have been working seven days a week for the last six months. It's been fucking tiring. I've, like I said, I've been dealing with a lot of personal shit, which I may or may not go into, you know, at greater detail. Maybe you know, once once I get access to the studio again, once I start doing regular podcasts. But for now, yeah, I, I don't really want to delve into it. But that's taken up a bit of my time. Um, I want to say, I actually want to say a big thank you to when the, when, when I want to say thank you to a lot of people when the, when COVID first sort of started 
and then we had the first round of isolation. A lot of people actually reached out to me and said uh, they were loving the podcast. And, you know, some of them were first-time listeners, some of them were, you know, long-time listeners. And they were going back to, if they were long-time listeners, they were going back to, like, older episodes. First-time listeners were just telling me, you know, they were really liking the material, the content. You know, they were sharing it a lot. That was helping him. I had a lot of people when the first, um, when we had that little break back in June and shit opened up again for a couple, like a couple of weeks and then shut down again. I had a lot of people thank me and tell me that the podcast got them through the first stint of isolation or essentially when everything sort of shut down again. And I got a lot of messages from people saying, you know, your podcast got me through the first bout, like you got to get some new material up because um, I'm going to need something to get through the second sort of lockdown, the second wave. And, yeah, that, that despite the circumstances, that was really nice to hear. Um, yeah, I'm actually, yeah, sort of lost for words because I've been pretty angry, <laughs> had a lot of shit, but at the same time, despite COVID, despite everything I've, had, I've sort of gone through personally the last six months, unrelated to COVID, um, I've actually probably been in one of the, better states of mental health that I've been in in a long, long time, longer than I can remember, which is really, really weird. You know, um, COVID has affected me directly. I mean, not just income wise. Uh, it's left me isolated. I mean, as anyone knows, as, as most people know, I live alone. Um, I've got parents with uh, compromised immune systems, so I couldn't see them for great lengths. Um, it's actually been a pretty trying time for my immediate family for a lot of a lot of reasons but covid only made things more complicated um anyone that sort of follows me on social media would know where i stand regarding covid and you know the black lives matter movement that sort of started black lives matter movement that started amongst that a lot of people seem to forget that that sort of cropped up like to its sort of choke point during the peak of covid um so you know a lot of the times I felt really compelled to jump online. I felt compelled to do a podcast and just sort of vent a lot of my shit. And like I said, a lot of people just sort of caught me at, at a bad moment. I just started venting, you know, whether it was, you know, to my mum on the phone or, you know, if I, if I managed to catch someone, like I said, I, I man, I, I was at the supermarket about a month, a month ago, a month or two ago, and I ran into someone I hadn't seen in, you know, five months. And this is someone that I used to see I'd run into at least, you know, once every couple of weeks. I'd, I'd play pool with her, with her husband and a few friends. So I'd be at their place, you know, routinely every couple of weeks. And I hadn't seen her, you know, from, from well before the actual lockdown started. And we stood at Woolies for, you know, 35 minutes. And I just, I lost my shit. <laughs> um, Twitter has been a good, good place to get a lot of my rage out. It's been really interesting. Like, I'm not going to, this isn't a COVID sort of, it's sort of weird because I'm actually doing this on the cusp of uh, lockdowns being released, opened up again, you know, in, in Melbourne. And as most people know, you know, Melbourne has been, uh, has had some of the stricter, strictest laws, you know, put in place over the last five months on a world sort of scale. And it really hasn't been easy. I mean, yeah, last time I went to dinner was out somewhere. It was, yeah, back in June. But that doesn't, like, that's a, it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's, it's neither here nor there when you think of the bigger picture. I mean, yeah, the, the amount of lives lost and, you know, financial hardship and yada, yada, yada. Not to yada, yada over things like that, but just, just get the point. Like, we all know. <laughs> We've all been dealing with it. But, yeah, it's sort of strange to be doing a podcast now. 
Um, I don't know. I've, I've, like I said, I've been felt compelled to do one just to get all this shit off my chest because a lot of people actually approached me and said, you've been kind of quiet, you know, you haven't gone on like a verbal diarrhea sort of rant or done any podcasts or anything like that. And I thought like, you know, you'd be, this would be your prime. I mean, everyone went into isolation and they're all binge watching things on Netflix or listening to podcasts for the first time and binging them just to stay, you know, distracted or entertained or whatever. And I, every time I, every time I sort of felt the urge to do it, I might start taking notes and I'd take, get a few things down on Twitter and then, you know, I'd, something would crop up and I'd be doing work again. You know, I've, it's something I've actually said quite a bit. I actually have, I, up until maybe last weekend, actually, that's a lie. I worked on, <laughs> I worked on both days. Um, I, I really haven't had any time to myself like, at all. You know, I fell asleep. I watched the um, the Trump Biden debate last week, and I was a, it ended. I actually made the point of to sit down and watch it on my own. You know, with a, with a bowl of popcorn, and it ended. And I was going to get up and go back to you know my desk and start doing some work. And I ended up putting my head back on my couch, and I fell asleep for about two hours or so. And I slept for a lot of the weekend and I worked for every other sort of minute that I didn't. And that was the first time I'd done that in a long time. It's really surprising. Like normally I would break down and get sick when I would sort of overwork, but it's been different this time around. I got through winter pretty much unscathed. I, I didn't get sick, not once. I got sick really badly right at the start of COVID. And um, <laughs> my boss sort of panicked and uh, he, he sent me to the doctor. Yeah, you know, I got tests and all that sort of shit i was fine it was just a cold but um yeah outside of that i really haven't been sick didn't matter how how tired i got normally i would I'd be run down and I'd, all that but i think it's just my state of mind like as stressed out as i've been uh, as far as mental health goes like i've been, some days i've been you know, feeling the isolation in itself but when you've dealt with mental health you know issues for you know going on two decades you know isolation is no big deal I mean, I'm, I'm, a media, I'm a media producer. I spend, I do my best work in isolation by default. Anyway, um, yeah, like I said, like I was trying to explain before, I've had the motivation, I've, I've had the urge to do a podcast like this entire time, and every time I would get the urge to do it, and I'd talk myself into doing it, and maybe set aside time, something would come up, and I wouldn't do it, or something, something more important would come up, and I just wouldn't do it. And tonight, yeah, I, I really should be doing a bit of work and just cleaning up. My place is actually disgusting, but <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. I was driving home and I missed my normal sort of turn off because, I mean, I haven't been on the roads, obviously. And um, I missed my normal turn off because it was dark. And I was going down this stretch of road that I used to go down a lot. And... I hadn't been down for, for a long time, especially not at night. So it was a lot darker and I'm, I'm looking for landmarks basically like, oh, yeah, here I am. And then <laughs> in the distance, as I'm sort of nearing, <laughs> this is actually what set me off. I see one of those, you know, transit signs that construction workers put up or, you know, they put up in spots to either advertise stuff or, you know, warn people of things or inform people of, you know, um, pending roadworks or something, and I see it off off the you know the high the, the highway, and it said something like 
I can't quote it exactly, but it said something like, repent and prepare. He's, uh, it's coming. He's coming, something about the Messiah. And... (laughs) I I can't, that's what set me off. It's so fucking stupid, but I swear, not five months of like COVID, not like the five, six months of dealing with idiots on the internet and, you know, running into just all this shit, like, you know, the conspiracy theories and the restrictions and lockdown and, you know, the Labor government and blah, blah, blah. None of that could push me over the edge, but a sign telling me that the Messiah was coming just as restrictions are opening up. Fuck me dead. <laughs> oh, man, I can't. I actually can't. Um <laughs> Fuck, I felt good. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why that... It's just, like, the arrogance of it. And the... Just the the blindness. Like, dude... Like... People are dying. America's just clicked over 220,000 deaths related to COVID. And now is the time for this sign that I'd never noticed before. Hadn't seen... To tell me that the Messiah is coming. Like, fuck me dead, man. Talk about, like, swooping in... And taking credit, riding coattails. Oh fuck! I don't know. I guess I guess a lot of people have been asking me about my opinion on COVID, but the people that know me best sort of have figured it, already figured it out. And anyone following my social media would have figured it out as well. I've been pretty vocal about it. I'm not going to get into a whole he said she said sort of thing right now. Um, I mean, I could just read a bunch of my tweets that would pretty much lock down everything I, I'm, I've been thinking about it. Everything I've, been, I've thought about it. At the same time, like everyone knows, I sort of don't really write, take notes, and I don't like doing things that feel rehearsed. Um, it's just, it's been trying. Let's just say that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't have anywhere to go with that. I'm just glad, yeah, we've gotten to the point where we've got zero cases and zero deaths. We've hit that sort of threshold that we no one actually thought we'd actually hit um anyone yeah i i I don't know because i've I've been afraid to start arguments with people and it's been really interesting as well because um a lot of people have come out like uh, look i love my friends i trust i trust my friends i love and respect them you know the people that i've allowed to stay close to me for, to, to this point, the people I've kept close to me, yeah, you know, it's I'm I'm a fuckwit, like I really am. I've I've said a lot of stupid shit. I've done a lot of stupid shit. Things I, I regret. My personal belief systems and morals and ethics are questionable at best sometimes. Like I can openly admit that. And yeah, you know, my friends are the same. Yeah, you know, I accept them for who they are, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But I've been there's there've been more than a handful of people that have, you know, rocked me, tried to rock me, or at least challenged me with, you know, COVID conspiracy theories, Black Lives Matter theories, you know, government theories, and it's all along the same sort of shit. Like, you know, and that's, that's the weird thing. Like, a lot of people have come, a lot of people contacted me, you know, and questioned me on A, B, and C. And it, it ranged from everything, from, like, you know, masks not... Being effective, 
it being a hoax, the virus not actually existing, you know, the the, the restrictions being too strict, uh, and all being some sort of conspiracy, you know, blah 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 from the from the ground up, you know, from every level of government to to medicine to science to to the works, and I've actively tried to avoid people based on that because I didn't want to get into sort of fist fights with my friends you know I mean we are entitled to our opinions but because it's such it's so new such new waters I mean it's, we're seeing things that we're seeing people tr- get involved with things in life that they normally would never even look at because for the first time ever it directly directly affected them you know so they they're open to to information that's going to get them out of shit you know, like, like people, you know, they become terminally ill and then find God, you know, because they think that's the way it's going to be. Or, you know, people that get terminally ill and then start donating money to that specific cause, you know, and raising awareness for it. You know, when you're put in a situation where it's new ground, it's unprecedented, blah, 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 you know, I can appreciate or at least understand why people would be going balls in, balls out, balls deep into, you know, researching conspiracies and feeding into that sort of machine and I, I can at least understand that right i don't agree with it but I, I can understand it okay especially when it's it's misdirected the the thing is is that there's been more than enough there's there's been more than enough people to, to approach him like that and then start challenging things that i may have said on social media especially you know on twitter or whatever and i'd say exactly what i think i haven't shied away i've bit my tongue for as long as I can, and depending how close you are to me, I've probably bit my tongue a lot more, just because I didn't want to get into an argument, you know, that would become a back and forth, it was just sort of like, alright, just let it go, and you know, this thing's going to pass, and then there have been people that have challenged me, and I've said the same thing every time, I've said, cool, if you honestly believe what you're telling me, if you think that we're being misled, you know, you have the answers, you know, from wherever you got them from, right, then come on this, come on my podcast and, and discuss it. You know, I'm giving you a platform where you can connect with thousands of people, you know. Yeah, the, the sky's the limit. And you can tell me exactly what you think. And I've gotten the heave-ho every single time. Because, you know, people know... <laughs> the ironic thing is, is people feel like they're going to be judged, you know. And I'm like, well, that, that, that's the point. You're telling me to, you know fat down to the facts and you're judging me for my whatever my beliefs or opinion not even my belief my opinion you know but you don't want to be do you want the same done to you like it's really weird and there's been more than you know one people i'm not singling out not just one person there's been plenty of people that have, have approached me like that plenty of people that just you know told me their two cents and then disappeared and i was like yeah that's that's fine um but this is this was the pleasant like this is a really sort of weird thing. I, I more more so I've had people who I may not really engage with every day, or even every week, or every bi week, or every month. Like you know, just people on my social media, especially that you know I've known for years, but you know, they're not parts of my staple group of friends. They're just you know associates, colleagues, whatever. And people directly message me. And tell me how much they agree with what I'm saying. Yeah, whatever I've said. Like, oh, you're 100% right. I've been saying the same thing, blah, blah, blah. You worded it perfectly, this, this, and that. 
and I've said the same thing every time. I've said, share it. You know, speak your mind. I, I you know, free, I'm a big champion for free speech. But you know, if something's misinformed and it's not, it's not alternative news. It's not alternative facts. It's not fake news or alternative facts. It's if I know something like yeah, that's a, it's really weird. Like that's something my old man actually taught me as a kid. Like I watched him go down in flames, protecting like protecting and standing up for people that didn't have the balls to do this, do so themselves. And my old man was you know growing up, my old man was the most. Uh, I mean, he had he had integrity. You couldn't fault that. He worked hard. He was honest as fuck. Never stole anything in his life. Always, you know, gave, gave his left arm, you know, when someone needed help. And he, he sort of said that to me on numerous occasions as I was growing up. And sort of that's sort of his message, if, if I took anything from it, was, was if you know you're right, if you know what you're saying is just and true, for like as a fact, not just an opinion, but as a, a cal- well-calculated and and confirm fact, then fucking stand by your word, and don't back down for shit. And that's the thing. You know, especially with social media, you know, it opens up the floodgates for, for all kinds of conspiracy and blah, 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 blah. So I've kept my mouth shut just seeing this out. And, but some things you just can't fuck with. And when it's come to th- those things, that's when I've sort of opened my mouth. And it's been really, really refreshing and reaffirming to actually have these people, not because they agree with what I'm saying, and they may not agree with everything I'm saying, you know, and I may not agree with them politically, you know, or whatever, but having these people who I rarely sort of communicate with and them coming, making the effort to actually DM me, you know, not a comment under my picture or whatever, but like actually DM me or message my phone and say, hey, man, like 100%, you're fucking right, like, I, I feel exactly the same way. And I'm just glad that we're actually now at a time where the restrictions are lifting. Because, like, I mean, I, I don't want to be in lockdown any more than anyone else does. Like, that that's a fact. You know, for a, a guy that lives alone, like, with two, you know, two parents, parents with compromised immune systems, like, well, the fuck would I want to be in lockdown? And that's the thing. That's the other thing. A lot of people are saying, you know, it hasn't fucking affected you, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, motherfucker. Like, it has. Yeah, it actually has. I've, I've paid rent. My entire, the entire time on, on my studio, the entire time I've paid rent to keep this, I've paid the overheads of this podcast, which are over 500 bucks a month. You, people may not realize, but that's without my time or without getting anyone down to do anything. Just the overheads to have this thing run is $500 a month. And my income got chopped and I even have, haven't even had access to this. But, you know, I kept paying the rent. I didn't ask for any leniency because I didn't lose my job. My, fa- my salary has been frozen and I'm earning significant less, significantly less money than I normally would, but I didn't lose my job. So it's unfair for me to not pay rent on something. Uh, at the same time, the irony of it is, is that if I claim job seeker, you know, through my personal ABN, through my business, and, you know, just hustled a bit the way I normally would, I'd probably be making the same, if not more money than I would if I worked my salary job. But I kept working, like, through the whole thing. Like, you know, people have lost on this whole thing. I think that's been one of the key frustrations that I've had. People that bitch, piss and moan about having to sit at home. And that's been a big gripe for me. You know, people coming out and saying that we're living in, like, you know, 
some sort of fucking dictatorship and blah, blah, blah. It's like, mate, you do not know what a dictatorship is. That's like, that was actually something I put up on Instagram and I tweeted it. And I was fucking out of it. And that actually blew up. That, that got a lot of sort of a big reaction. Um, uh, like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just read this out. I, I don't like doing this. You know, I, I prefer shit to be sort of candid and just honest, you know, because I don't like rehearsed shit. But I will read this because this was worded exactly as I would have worded it, more or less. I'd put up a photo. And, you know, photo was of, like, uh, Hugo Chavez... Uh, Kim Jong-il, uh, Adolf Hitler, Mussolini, Mugabe, Pol Pot, Stalin, uh, Saddam Hussein, and uh, uh, Khomeini. And if you don't know who, what those names are, then that probably serves a point. And this is uh, how I started. I, I literally said, this was, uh, hang on, see how far long ago? This was 25th of September, so about a, yeah, uh, about a month ago. And this was my first big post regarding COVID. I, I really hadn't... I'd stayed away from it predominantly, specifically targeting anyone. I sort of... I really did try and bite my tongue. But what I said was... Um, I'm going to read this like as, as sort of verbatim as I can. Um, I don't entirely agree with the way the government, state and federal have handled the COVID pandemic. I've not benefited one bit from the stipends handed out by the government. I haven't had a holiday. My business and livelihood have been directly affected by the pandemic. I've been paying rent on a studio that I've not been inside since the start of this pandemic. I live alone. I have parents with weakened immune systems that I've not been able to see. I'm a lifelong asthmatic who's been, who has been hospitalized by the condition. I've also have anxiety and have battled mental health since my preteens. Having said all that, this is the skinny fucking fact. If you do not know who these men are, you know, the, uh, the people that uh, I put a photo up of, uh, you do not get to call Dan Andrews a dictator. And if you know who these men are, then you do not get to call Dan Andrews a dictator. The state government is acting on the advice of scientists, World Health Trends and Directives. Had it been, has it been the best response? No. Could you have done any better? No. Freely elected State Premier Dan Andrews and his government paid you to stay home he froze your mortgages and insisted you order Uber Eats to support each other in the spirit of community. That is not um, authoritarian rule. That is not what dictators do. If you have a problem with this post, you can hit me up for a respectable discussion or you can come on my podcast and discuss it. There are, there are platforms there to argue or enlo- uh, enlighten the mass about everything and I and the, the everything that I and the majority aren't getting. And the conspiracy of fake pandemic, the first legs of New World Order, suppression of human will, blah, 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 blah. Do it. By all fucking means, like, do it. You're welcome. Do it or go fuck yourself. I cordially invite you. And the fact that I brought a fucking microbiologist onto the podcast back in, I can't even remember when it was, like March or something, to literally explain how bacteria and viruses work. This was, yeah, back in September. And I got a lot of people messaging me. Like, a lot. And... It's just been fucking hilarious watching the crossover between, you know, conspiracy theorists and, you know, sovereign citizens. And then the, the cross, the irony of these said conspiracy theorists and sovereign citizens, so many of them happen to be like fundamentalist religi- religious people. And it's like, really, fuckers? <laughs> Like, the irony of religious zealots telling us to ignore facts that the government is telling you 
about COVID and to think for yourselves, like that isn't lost. Like that wasn't lost on me the entire time. And it was fucking hilarious. Like, like really? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I actually don't even know where I was going with that. I really didn't want to spend this. Like, going over shit. Yeah. I actually put up a tweet, uh, yes, uh, 12 hours ago. So, it actually was today. I didn't realize it was today. I thought it was fucking hell, man. I'm losing it. I, I lost track of days, you know, between working seven days a week and then not being able to do anything that would separate day from night and week weekday to weeknight. Um, I put this up as on. This got a big pop as well. Um, a lot of people were sort of talking about the restrictions opening up and what it meant and, you know, oh, but what if you do this and what, like, just looking for ways to catch out, you know, the rule set and overcomplicate shit. And I, I just put up a tweet. I just said, simply put, okay, you can visit whoever the fuck you want. Just limit it to one visit a day between friends. Yeah, and if you've got the time to visit more than one household a day, then you need a fucking job. I'm lucky to eat a meal sitting down at a table that doesn't have a computer on it. And <laughs> postscript to that was, yeah, this one's to all the people who have apparently spent the last six months researching the COVID conspiracy, seemingly re-shared literally hundreds of hours worth of documents and documentaries that they painstakingly sat through, but never had the motivation to pick up a fucking book worth a damn, like before they were forced to actually sit at home on a government subsidy. Keeping in mind that these are all typically the same people who have been denouncing the scientists who, who actually have dedicated a few decades of their lives to research and development. And that's been the thing. I've seen a trend, especially like via social media and the people I talk to, and it's specifically certain types of people that have been the loudest regarding, so, uh, you know, COVID, the conspiracy, buying into, you know, QAnon, QAnon shit, and then deliberately attacking, you know, Dan Andrews and the government for their response, you know, especially that. And, and just not actually seeing, not understanding why we're doing everything we were doing. And it's, I really, you know what, it really gets me. It really was frustrating me at a point when, you know, people would be sharing, like, on their Insta stories or, you know, their Twitter feeds or whatever. They're just resharing, resharing videos, you know, of, like, other conspiracy theorists, you know, or naturopaths or, you know, sovereign citizens and shit like that. And they'd be resharing these videos that are, like, an hour long. Like, you have to watch this hour and 25 minutes. What the fuck? Or documentation, like they'd be sharing screenshots of like your information, independent research on, you know, COVID and et cetera, and why it's a fraud. And these doc- these screen, these screenshots would be, you know, 30 fucking documents, sized th- 3.5 font, and like, you know, circlings around shit. They're like, hang on, man. To physically read all this shit would take months. You managed to do it in, like, a day? I I haven't watched TV in, like, a year. <laughs> I, I don't get it. And I don't buy that anyone is any fucking smarter that, than me that can just, you know, chew up all this information. <laughs> and just, you know, I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't fucking get it. I can't. All the unsighted sources, all the 
blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't do it. And that's why I sort of stayed away from it, especially from being really vocal about it. Um, John actually said something profound. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> I love how a troll that can't just, you know, he's not even here. He'll hear this. I'm sure he'll listen to it. He'll probably have, yeah, a wet dream over the fact that this has gone up. <laughs> he's going to pay me out in a text as soon as he hears it. I'm just assuming here. Um, he actually said something again months ago, and I'm, I'm going to find it in my phone. I'll probably, I'll see if I can, if it's probably still there. It was a WhatsApp conversation. I've got a couple of threads, a couple of WhatsApp groups going. Um, obviously like anyone else, I have friends. Um, one group on WhatsApp is, uh, between John and Andy. So obviously like, you know, one, one sort of team from the podcast. And I've got another group with, uh, Nate and Will, you know, uh, hip hop boys. So I've got another group with them and it, like, there's a few there, right? But, John actually says something profound, and he said something like, oh, I'm not going to quote-unquote, ultimately, people... Hang on, I'm going to fucking find it. Just wait. <laughs> um, okay, I found it. Uh, this is going back to 9th of September. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think I was, I was resharing... Uh, I was resharing shit. Just, you know, from the, the social media feed, basically, you know, a few conversations I've been having with people. And I reshared it to Andy and John, you know, like not naming names, not targeting anyone, just like, you know, this is what is out there right now. This is the fuel, the pulse of the community. And John actually said it. And he goes, I'll tell you what it all boils down to. One simple thing. People do not like being told what to do. And they'll look for anything that will validate them. They were all on board for how dangerous this virus was at the start, but then the assholes couldn't keep away and it spread, and now their rights are being repressed, you know, like to that degree. And that's the truth. You take away things that, if, you know, makes up a person, and that's when it starts to affect them, so that's when they start springing into gear. If it doesn't bother them, then they don't give a fuck. And that's a sad truth. You know, that's why I always talk about anything, really, like to bring awareness to anything that's going on. You know, people weren't aware that prisoners in Australia... Like, no one's... I'm against the death penalty. I'm like, okay. You do know that a prisoner, you know, serving life costs the government $110,000 a year to be in maximum security. Meanwhile, there are X amount of homeless people and kids going without meals every fucking night. It all sort of changes. As soon as it starts to affect someone's interests or, like, you know, their, their makeup or their hip pocket, that's when... Shit gets personal. <laughs> like, like, I just picked the the Jordan, the Jordan memes. Yeah, if anyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about, uh, the Last Dance, uh, the doco on Netflix about um the Chicago Bulls during their peak in the nineties. Uh, I still haven't watched it. Like I should. Everyone kept saying to me, "Dickhead, like you love, you have a tattoo of Scottie Pippen. Like you grew up in that era. You will love it." And I still haven't gone to watch it. Just I keep saying I should. I just haven't. I've been too fucking busy. But that ultimately, that's what it boils down to. As soon as someone's inconvenienced, you know, and as soon as someone is told what to do and they think it's silly and it inconveniences them on top of it, then yeah, that, that's when people push back. And it's sad. That's what it takes to... You know what? <laughs> I hate the fact that... 
I really don't want to get into the conspiracy theory shit. Like, it's a late local time, is it? Um, fuck, it's 10.30. Oh, no, it's 11. Fuck! 11 o'clock, and this is what I'm doing. Um, I really don't want to get into it. Maybe I will at a later point, maybe on the first podcast back. You know, I, I don't know. But, like, the one thing that sort of... A lot of things that bug me about the conspiracy theory stance, stance. And it's not... This is the thing. Like, some of the... Like, you can find a blurry article on the internet. You can find some dickhead that's made a video talking about how he's a whistleblower for, you know, Big Pharma or some shit. You know, you know Joe Biden and, you know, Epstein are, are banging children, you know, in El Salvador. Whatever. You know, because, you know, they, they have the emails or they have the DMs or whatever, all right? They're the, they're the, they're the oracle, you know? I, I don't care. Whatever your excuse is, like, yeah, fine, okay? You validated your point. But some of the things that are so fucking far-fetched, like, you know, I things like, you know, I don't trust the scientists. It's like, okay, so this poor fuck who's getting paid fuck all as, say, like the Australian scientists, you know, like Dr. Mel, who firsthand said it, you know, she got thrown to the curb by, by Science Australia because they're not putting money into it, yeah? She's a... This is literally her field. And she got she canned. It's just amazing how, like, these doctors and scientists who you trust, you know, you trust to give you your vaccines, to keep your kids healthy, you know, you trust them to treat your grandparents, you know, when they get Alzheimer's or, you know, when they need a new hip... <laughs> You, know, you trust them, right? When you when you get a codeine dependency, you trust the doctor to give you that codeine. You know, all the shit. All of a sudden, in 2020, they've decided to turn their back on the Hippocratic Oath and start working for, you know, the Dark Lords. For what gain? <laughs> Worldwide conspiracy, you know what I mean? Worldwide, they all just stood up one day. Anyone wearing a, st- a stethoscope around their neck or a lab coat just said, you know what, fuck thousands of years of research <laughs> and, you know, the honor, honorable thing of the Hippocratic Oath. Forget all that. We're being offered $60 trillion to do the opposite. <laughs> I can't. Like, when you look at it like that, it's just like, really, fuckers? I've said this same thing. I'll, I'll touch on one conspiracy thing, okay? Just because I've sort of halfway gone there. All right? I've, I've said the same thing to anyone that says to me that this is a conspiracy and, you know, blah, 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 blah. They're either... They're, it's two stances. It's a conspiracy because it's, you know, it's just a conspiracy. Or two, it's a suppression of our will because they're indoctrinating us to be sheep. It's like... Fuck is, like, the only reason you have all this info on COVID is because you've been stuck to your so- phone looking at social media. Your government, like, remember when the, remember when Dan Andrews, remember when they brought out that fucking app, the contact tracing app, and everyone's like, I don't want the government knowing where I am. It's like, you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have Uber Eats, you use your phone to pay for shit. The government already knows where you are. Like, are you for real? This is the final straw? All, all they want to know is if you've come close to anyone else that might have it. Like, you've given them everything else. 
<laughs> and that just falls on deaf ears, like, nah, not me. Like, yeah, okay, that's great. Um, <laughs> I've asked the same thing. It's like, okay, I get the how, all right? I get the how. They're doing this to suppress us by blah, 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 blah. Okay, I got it. So tell me why. Why is the government doing this? Mind you, I have to differentiate between like state government, federal government, you know, international law, countries, other countries. Yeah. I say, who's involved in this? And the typical suspects, you know, Hillary Clinton, uh, the Masons, (laughs) Dan Andrews, you know. Um, I don't know. You could, th- I've heard so many over the last like fucking six months. It's, it's a joke. I'm like, really? Okay. So Dan Andrews, the low, lowly premier whose offices are in Noble Park next to my apartment, next to the shithole halfway houses, his, his state office is there. His local branch. Yeah. Where he used to bump his checks in is next to Mario's pizza. Dan Andrews has gotten a hold of. He's shaken hands with, you know, theoretically with Hillary Clinton, who's hasn't been in government for over four years, hasn't had anything to do with government in over four years. Hillary Clinton, Epstein, who's dead, and you know a bunch of other, you know, rollers, and it's some sort of Mason licking each other's assholes, banging kids, la 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 la, and it's all to create a new world order. And the, the big one was the one world cur- uh, the one currency, you know, a unified currency. And I, I laugh every fucking time. I go, okay, so the point this is all happening is for the government to crash the economy worldwide, because Victoria's government is going to crash the worldwide economy. Yeah, um, they're going to crash the economy to basically essentially reset everything to create a currency, one one world currency, uh, one. Yeah, currency, right? Okay, okay. And when I hear this, I say the same thing every time. I go, okay, do you know who Pol Pot was? No. Okay. And I say, well, do you want me to explain? Okay, so Pol Pot was a dictator, yeah, through, uh, I think, late 70s, mid 80s. I'm sure everyone read the book, uh, First They Killed My Father, about uh, the girl in Cambodia. Pol Pot was the head of the Khmer Rouge. I'm going to get my faith facts and numbers wrong because it's been a while since I've read into that shit and it's late, but I'm just, yeah, paraphrasing, all right? And the Khmer Rouge took over Cambodia, overthrew the government, and essentially took over. And they were like a hard frontline military regime, all right? Mass genocide. I went to the, uh, there was a school in um, Phnom Penh, which got converted into basically, essentially just a torture fucking estate. It was bad. I, I went there in uh, 2000... Fuck, when was it? Eight? Nine? When was I in Cambodia? End of 2008, I think. But I saw the museum, I saw the killing fields, all that sort of stuff. It, it really is hard, and a lot of people... Everyone should go see it, you know, just for a dose of reality. But, be that as it may, point of the story is Pol Pot, when, he, when the government came in, what they did was reset the currency. You know, new government... They bought in their own currency. They started a currency from scratch and said, this is the new money. We're going to allow you to have, you know, a hundred bucks worth of your old money, whatever you've got, you can cash it in. But after that, 
you're using this. Anything you have is worthless. They want to reset everything like a hardline socialist re- regime where, you know, peasants worked the, the grounds to, you know, diplomats, anyone of education was essentially just killed off. Mass genocide. If you didn't agree with their views, you're gone. But they reset the currency overnight. Overnight, anything you had, and there were, like, you know, you just read about the stories of, of families like, you know, Farmers, dirt farmers that sacrificed for 50 years to save whatever they could. And overnight, their pile of money was worth jack shit. And they, they torched the money, then torched themselves. And I said it. I go, if they want the value of money, money only has value if you spend it. And money only has value when it's perceived to have value. Yeah, everyone wants gold because gold is hard to find. So it became a form of currency. Yeah, you know, gold is worth whatever it's worth. But end of the day, it's just a rock. It's rare molten rock. You know what I mean? A big deal. It's worth jack shit. It's like if I found, you know, dinosaur fossils in my backyard. Well, they're not worth anything to me. What am I going to do with them? Like, I'm got a dog. Can't play fetch with them. So what am I going to do with these bones? Jack shit, look for a museum to sell them to because they're worth something to the museum. The museum can give me money. <laughs> All right, so that currency is only worth something if it's worth something, if it's being spent, and if there's, you know, money didn't always exist. We've got other forms of currency. If I'm starving, right, if we're in the middle of nowhere, if we're on a fucking island, and I'm starving to death, and you offer me a Bible and a $50 note, I'm going to take your Bible, beat you over the head with it, and then cook you up. <laughs> okay, it's dude. They don't need to. The government doesn't need to crash its own economy to take over. If to what benefit? For fuck's sakes, the government paid you to sit at home. They paid you more money than most people make in a week to sit at home and eat and bitch on the internet about how you're being so hard done by. Because it's trying to protect you from a fucking virus that could kill you or someone close to you. Look, again, I can't, I'm not going to get into it because I'll be here all fucking night. I'm sure when we get back in the studio, this is going to be discussed at length. To be honest, I'm burnt out and I'm not really interested in discussing it with people that think the same as me anymore. I've done that. Yeah, I'd much rather listen to people out there with an opposing opinion just to get an understanding because I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to listen to anyone that has the opinion. Just depends how much of it I take on board. But it's, yeah, it's been trying. <laughs> this is all gibberish, by the way. I, I, I'm going to have to sit here and edit it and I, I try and keep as much of the crap in, but yeah. Um, on another note, uh, I may be moving the studio. Uh, chances come up to get something bigger at a better price, hopefully. So, yeah, hopefully that doesn't stop too many things. But, um, I mean, we're only just lifting restrictions in about an hour. So, who knows when we're going to be in the studio again. Maybe I'll do another one of these. I don't know. I don't know what you guys want. Um, it's sort of like, it sort of sucks because you know a lot of people that are sort of in my life right now a lot of them don't actually know much about the podcast. I mean it's been over f- when did we started four years ago four and a half years ago 
And there were definitely downtimes in all that. Some of it, you know, I mean, couldn't be helped. Some of it could. And it sort of sucks because just as COVID was starting, we were starting to hit that roll again, you know. And for anyone that sort of listens regularly, you know, you know, I've, I've got little teams set up and I'm always happy to have, you know, randoms come in and have a chat. And it felt like we were finding our feet again and picking up pace, you know, listeners were sort of growing. And it sucks because, you know, we lost all that momentum again and COVID and I really didn't capitalize on the fact that people were at home isolated, you know, wanting to listen to something new. And that's my own fault. I'm probably going to pay for it. But at the same time, it just couldn't be helped. I've just been too busy doing all types of shit. I'm stretched thin. <laughs> um, and I'm not complaining. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing well with me. I don't think I'm any better than anyone else. Uh, these are my choices. Yeah, I could easily scrap the studio and just yeah, do whatever and have things a lot easier. But then, yeah, I wouldn't be doing any of what I'm doing. And that, that would be really shit. I, I really am a firm believer in, you know, going with your gut and actually doing something you want to do. And, you know, it's, I've, I've had to face mortality a lot the last six months, not just because of COVID, but a few scenarios, you know, circumstances within, say, my family network and friends, you know, mortality really has come up a lot. And it gets you to question a lot of things, gets you to look at a lot of things differently. And I think about it and everything I've actually gone through, you know, as far as personal growth, um, I don't know how much of it I would change. You know, there's things that I would do differently. There's things that I would avoid. You know, people I would kick the shit out of (laughs) rather than question myself or deal with things people I would let go of, people I wouldn't get involved with, like all types of stuff, yeah. But then I I sort of look at everything I've actually done, you know, and it's not even, I don't want to say proud, because I've never actually been proud of anything I've ever done, which is kind of sad. But I think it's just, I'm appreciating a lot of the stuff I've done, even if no one else does, you know. Like I've had to, I've, I've been confronted with a lot, especially like we go to my past and like everything I'm doing, you know, you weigh things up, obviously when you're in isolation and all that sort of shit or you face mortality, you sort of weigh things up, you know, you look at, you, you reflect all that sort of shit and then you, you know, you look at what people are doing around you or maybe people that aren't in your life anymore and you wonder, you know, did I take the right path? Did I do the right thing? You know, could I have done more? Could, should I have done less? Whatever. And it's like, you know what? Nah, man. Like, fuck that. (laughs) Everything I've done, you know, mistakes and all, like, yeah, that most of the things were a choice. And now look at, like, you know, the businesses that I'm trying to set up now. Um, I mean, there's, yeah, there's more than one. There's two, maybe with a possible third coming in on top of a fucking salary job. Like, it's fucked. I'm such an idiot. Um, I look at all that and just, you know, around... And it's like, you know what, I, there are things that I don't have in my life and you know, not necessarily my fault. But it's like, you know what, I know I haven't, I'm nowhere, I'm nowhere now in a position, I'm not in a position now that I got told to be in and had to shelve shit, you know, like passion, hobbies, interests, friends, 
you know, all that sort of shit. I'm flat out because I choose to be flat out because I have shit I want to do. And if I blink out tomorrow, it's going to bother me if I don't get some of this stuff done. And that's the point. You know, being contempt, being content in apathy or being subservient because you don't have the balls to just be yourself and go after the things you want. Like, nah, I, I don't tolerate it for shit. I have no respect for that whatsoever. Yeah, and it's one thing to have been in a situation where, you know, you have to make choices and you have to make sacrifices. That I completely understand. I make sacrifices all the fucking time. But it's another thing to make excuses and hide. I actually, actually, that's something I tweeted. Hang on. I can't remember what I was getting riled up about. <laughs> um, <clears throat> hang on. Uh, what the fuck did I say? Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're really going deep here with the, um, with the tweets. <laughs> uh, what the fuck did, oh yeah, hang on. When was this? This was back in August. I said, pathetic is adults who mask their personal shortcomings, cowardice, and inability by hiding behind their kids. So the ability to procreate is no excuse for apathy or complacency. You'd have been a boring cunt even without the 2.4 dependence. I, I really, I hate hearing that from people, you know, oh, I could have been a, I could have been, I could have played the AFL level, but I uh, chased over family. Like, get fucked. <laughs> no, you couldn't. You weren't going to play AFL. You were barely playing fucking grass leagues. Like, get grassroots foot. Get fucked. No. Yeah. I, I hate hearing that. I fu- like, you, you don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, no. And that's the point. Like, <laughs> like that's the fucking point. I'm pretty sure Bill Gates, LeBron James, you know, are fucking, uh, like, any, any, name anyone. Hillary Clinton, even. She didn't hide behind Bill. She had her own fucking career in politics. They've all got families. <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk has a child now. And he's created... He's the real Tony Stark. The real fucking Tony Stark. Don't, don't use your kids as an excuse. And don't pretend like you're fucking happy in your complacency and in your apathy. Like, fuck off. Because if you are truly happy being apathetic or being complacent, being subservient, hiding behind that, you know, my family is my life or, you know, happy wife, happy life shit. Like, fuck off. You are one of those boring fuckers that shouldn't be procreating to begin with. Yeah? (laughs) Oh, fucking hell, man. It's good to be back. (laughs) <laughs> um, look, I'm going to leave it on that note. I'm actually tired and I'm probably not even going to edit this. I'm just going to give it a quick once over and say, yeah, that's sweet. Um, Biden, Trump in a week. And that got me really, that actually got me thinking too. Like I, I really, I really was hoping it's Biden, Trump's in two weeks, not one week. Um, I was really hoping to be in a studio for that election because I remember Johnny and Nick and I, 
did a live podcast, not a live podcast, but we did a podcast when, by chance, like I remember it was a Tuesday, we all had the day off and we actually did a podcast through the entire voting tally, which was really cool. And it's scary that it's actually been four years. And I remember exactly where I was that day, you know, in the, in the dojo. Um, so it's really strange now to be like where I am now under these circumstances, you know, and, um, yeah, they've seen, even the studio itself, you know, from the dojo to HQ to, um, fuck, was it ground control? What an end current studio. And yeah, I'm not even there. I'm actually in my apartment right now. Uh, so it's, it's different. It's really weird. But like I said, I'm, I'm in, I, I do mean it mentally. I am in a better place than I've actually been in, in over a decade, which says a lot considering the current circumstances, considering everything that I've actually had to deal with um, the last, you know, six months outside of the pandemic, that that's, it's really weird for me to say. No, my luck, I'll go, you know, you know what actually shits me? I've actually changed three tires on my fucking car in the last seven, eight months. Three? How? Like, how? <laughs> Fuck. I it's just crap like that. I don't know. It's been weird, yeah? But, um... Yeah, I think my ability to spin and bullshit and survive like a fucking cockroach... Uh, yeah, cockroaches out can outlive... Uh, can live through... Uh, what's it called? Nuclear meltdowns. <laughs> you drop a fat boy on a cockroach and it survives. So, yeah. I guess I'm comparing myself to a cockroach, which makes sense. Eat shit. <laughs> Just... Lowest form of human life. Anyway, now that I'm done boosting my ego and my self-esteem up, I'm going to sign off. Hopefully the next time you hear my voice again, it's on a podcast in the studio with at least two other people. Um, If not, yeah, maybe I'll check in again with one of these. But just, yeah, let me know what you're, let me know what you're actually thinking. Let me know what you want to hear. Let let me know. Yeah, because my ear is no longer on the ground, like, you know, on the tracks, I can't hear shit, I'm not hearing anything, um, but as always, yeah, like, share, follow, subscribe, all that sort of shit, tell your friends, I know a lot of people, um, were really good at that, especially at the start of COVID, uh, yeah, I was getting random, like, like random people just hitting up the, the podcast, it was just, it was nice to see again, and I'm out of money, so I can't actually finance anything anymore, I've got, I'm just stretched way thin, I've got, I'm got, fuck all. So, I really am relying on people for this. Um, but yeah. But, um, yeah. Hold, hold, hold up.